Well, welcome. I hope you uh, got a great start on your list of things that you want to experience. And, uh, and to, to wrap up this kind of chapter, I guess what we're wanting to do is to understand that uh, the process of not just looking rich but really being rich is understanding that what other people think about me is my business. You know, when I first started um, in, in business coaching, and I've heard a lot of um, successful teachers train this, is that, um, you know, what others think is none of your business because you can't control it. Um, I definitely think there is um, sense in following that train of thought for a period of time. However, you get to a point where wealth takes over, and in actual fact, the mentoring um, that you do for others and the character level that you grow um, means that it becomes your business what other people think about you as you climb that entrepreneurial ladder. And so it's taking a, a larger responsibility for your reactions and your responses, um, especially around children, especially around your spouse, absolutely around colleagues, um, franchisees, people that you're leading, um, other peers, friends that you went to high school with. You know, I started to realise the effect that one comment that I could make could have a ripple effect through somebody's life because for whatever reason they had um, met me through a mutual friend or had me on some type of a pedestal or, or whatever it was. And as you grow as a couple in business and you start to get a strong foundation as a couple, other couples will have you on a pedestal. And so what was critical was that Kent and I started to master our communication. We started to um, really bed down our rules of the game in terms of how we were to move forward. Um, when we were in public, what was uh, acceptable behaviour. We started to read a lot of books um, to help us as a couple um, and we do a few seminar series and things like that just to really learn the more subtler forms of, of communication and non-verbal communication and things like that so um, so that we understood that you know that women really when you get down to the core need of every single woman is love and so gentlemen if you're out there in public and you're um, you know you're being sarcastic or you're um, telling an embarrassing story or you're bagging your wife you're actually withdrawing love and the only response that a woman who has love withdrawn um, knows is to then lack respect for men and uh, and really we know the number one priority for all men is to have respect and so you would uh, engage in this thing we call the crazy cycle which is then women having love withdrawn then withdraw respect and when men have their respect withdrawn they withdraw love and so then women have no more love so they have less respect and it gets worse and worse and worse and we call that uh, what's called the crazy cycle so Eggart is the uh, is the author of that book love and respect and you can even um, google it loveandrespect.com and there's some really funny YouTube stuff on there and um, some seminar material and all of his reference material on there but just incredible learnings that we got that we started to understand that other couples were starting to come in and ask us better questions around their relationship and therefore we needed resources to be able to refer and so Alan Pease is a wonderful relationships communicator and we had 
uh, purchased a whole bunch of his um, seminar material and books and we've just loaned them out to people because we started to recognize the fact that um, although we were very 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 far away from being perfect we had actually reached a place within our relationship after 12 years where we had read and learned and hung out with enough mentors um, and associated with the couples that we wanted to be like that we started to recognize the character traits that we lacked and the new skills that we needed to gain in order to have that relationship that ideally we wanted to have and so the first decision was definitely that you know as a couple we would be staying together and that's a decision and then you manage the decision each day and so you know that that was a huge I guess turning point for me when I got the clarity that although I'd been married for for you know close on seven or eight years I had always um, had in the back of my mind that not every marriage makes it and so therefore the assumption was perhaps mine wouldn't make it and um, you know when you hit rocky times or you hit tough times and you haven't made a 100% firm decision then it can always wander in different directions and so you know for me to be able to um, get to that point that following three years I think it was our 10 year our 10th year in, in marriage of really really solidifying that decision and just understanding that you know it's a whatever it takes um, mental attitude to change to become the best me that I can be that would have the happy marriage and that would attract you know if if there was something wrong within my marriage then it was my error as a wife and taking on that responsibility that obviously I wasn't giving enough respect quite clearly I wasn't um, communicating effectively I wasn't listening um, I might have been hearing but I wasn't listening from a place that was effective and um, and just deciding to shift up a gear in that entire role and take a whole bunch more ownership over what I was prepared to put into that role just as I would as a business owner okay so because I think as a female entrepreneur um, you know definitely providing you know 100% of the family income there was a lot of justification to be a very very below average wife and um, and I see that in the marketplace a lot with a lot of women who are the primary bread owners then say well you know it's not my job to iron or cook or clean or um, you know entertain or whatever it is because they're so focused up in that in that high skill area of of achieving in that in that corporate place and yet there's some real natural um, ability and some strengths in those areas that when they're fulfilled lead to a much more balanced joy-filled life and uh, and so if I had have even thought these words would be coming out of my mouth three years ago you would have literally been able to just have me in hysterics because it was such a paradigm shift for me in fact I was doing a seminar and there was um, there was about 40 women um, all that ran their own businesses and and we were discussing our role um, at home and and they were saying some of the common complaints that their husbands would have and you know I was really listening with um, a huge amount of depth to what they were saying and I was able to stop the conversation and really spin it around to say well when was the last time you really tried to excel in that role when was the last time you chose to have just one day where you were perfect within that role 
and um, it was really interesting that it challenged me to say okay I just want to be a, a perfect wife one day <laughs> I wasn't going to bite off any more than I could chew so for one day now I have to tell you that by the end of that day um, you know Kent was absolutely so blown away that you know he, he got home and he's like what's that smell it couldn't possibly be coming from our house I'd cooked dinner I'd like right from the from five o'clock in the morning until midnight I had achieved what I believed was the ideal you know wife role he was so topped up and so honored that um, you know that lasted me for weeks and weeks and weeks you know so so worth it so men when was the last time you were the ideal husband if you went through every single role and you realize what other people think of you is absolutely your business um, then what could you do as a team player what could you do as a manager what could you do as a business owner as a friend um, and really lift the game on every different level and and so that's really the challenge is start to have a think about who are you associating with what do they think of you okay that's the next question I know that um, involved in several different businesses what people thought of me was really important if they were in that top one or two percent of the company for the people in the bottom ten percent I really um, I really wanted their approval I wanted them to like me because that's my natural tendency however I wasn't searching out their opinions I wasn't really looking for their support based on decisions that I was making so just recognize that are you working with your wealth network or are you working with your poverty network are you speaking to a level on your teams to the top 10% the cream of the crop or are you trying to um, please and justify to the to the bulk of the people so um, you know definitely for me it was a huge um, shift of of knowledge that I knew that I would need and therefore you know for me it was no TV <laughs> okay no TV time um, for a period of about two years I really wanted to gather as much knowledge and association as I possibly could and so we used that time that was normally used for you know watching television to be out doing things to learn things to attend things to um, associate with people to be asking better questions and so it was really building that foundation of who we needed to be now when we um, had a certain couple over for dinner and we'd be saying look clearly you um, have impressed us with you know the quality of your relationship and the the caliber of your business and the leaders that surround you you know what advice would you give us you know if you could give us three tips what what would they be and so not only did we execute those but we gave feedback um, based on those things through the form of a letter or a card or kept in touch via email things like that to build um, quality friendships quality relationships mentors um, but also um, to build credibility you know so so often people ask for advice and then you never hear if they took that advice if it was beneficial for them and when you do get that feedback how much more of an emotional bank account do you build with that person and you know with the clients that we work with um, there's certain clients it's no surprise how successful they become because you give them some advice and it's executed within 15-20 minutes literally like they would just they're onto it because they're not mucking around they understand that if there's a path to success and it can be fast-tracked 
well then why on earth wouldn't they leverage their time to be able to achieve that and they're the clients that you want to give more to to be honest they're the ones that keep me up at night hoping that I can maintain the pace to um, stay their coach whilst they are growing at such a fast rate and so you know that's really um, at that level when you're working with couples that are so keen to get in that top 1% retired Australians that um, you tell them what to do and there's no fear there there's just absolute um, belief and confidence that if they execute those things then they will get the result and so that means you know um, making sure that I'm constantly learning more um, to become more so that I can do more and experience more so I can share more alright so as a couple are you committed to that to that process is it just one of you is it both of you it doesn't have to be both okay so in our relationship it's definitely my journey and uh, and when Kent got his clarity around that and said you know this is just not for me I'm not I'm not interested in the density of of what you're needing to accomplish every week you're beating yourself up or you're in tears or you're disappointed with yourself or you're stressed to, to the to the limit um, you know what that's what this program is about to educate both of you as couples that it it, it doesn't have to be both of you it can be one of you and the other person very much is the is the grounding force the person who's the supporter in the relationship the person who keeps everything um, steady and and reliable who's the rock in that relationship don't ever underestimate the value of that part okay so that that can be the challenges they can be the the target for all of that emotion and yet then when you need to be picked up you expect them to be topped up to be able to help you and that's just not going to happen if, if you are in that crazy cycle and so that took us a few years to really master the fact that when I was angry and bitter and resentful and placing blame on my partner but really at the end of the day wanted to achieve the results as an individual and win that gold medal for myself if you put it in those terms it's not like well you didn't come to track and field today and do your 100 meter sprints for five hours no because I don't want to be on the podium as a gold medalist <laughs> but I'm happy to you know encourage you and get up and and cook your breakfast and you know be there beside you and and cheer for you and be really super proud of you when you achieve it and raise the kids and and you know help out in any way that I can but it's not my race I don't want to run the race and yet some people in business are like dragging their partner along to every training session and you know nutritional um, information advice and making them change their life when in actual fact that's not their path okay they're the spouse of the athlete so look at business as a sport if you want to be in the top one percent then it's a sport and there's disciplines that you need on a daily basis and if you have somebody who's supportive of you then that's enough okay now if you have somebody who's against you and you're in a relationship that's very turbulent and they don't think very highly of you because you haven't achieved results in the past then it's really important that um, you get that communication out because trust me if you're fueled on a more of a stick it to your energy or a scarcity based energy then the, re the long term result is not joy and happiness you might achieve wealth in terms of money um, and network but the internal uh, workings of that success will not be congruent with the external world's impression of you 
and that's a long road to to uh, to sort of go back and find yourself and, and regroup and, and come back again and uh, I learned that through experience and so it's really important if you can have success from the inside out if you can be really clear on what your purpose is and uh, and what your mission is and and your vision is that you're wanting to achieve and you can get everybody else out of the picture and then you can really own it and just step forward into it then when you're creating these relationships with other people there's a relaxation in your in your business relationships but also in your marriage that you're able to accept the other person for who they are and uh, and that's certainly when that association is really important that you you mix with other couples that have got that same dynamic so really um, when you when you start thinking of, of the results of of building your associations and your networks and giving that great feedback well then the next step is is to start serving more okay so this is another part of you know what other people think about us is is our business is you know yes you can play to a level where you get yourself from survival to the material to the lifestyle but if we can really take you up that entrepreneurial ladder and right through to um, understanding that if you could contribute to the planet at the next level you know how would you serve what legacy would you leave and uh, I know for me this was probably tapping into one of the most exciting parts of our journey was understanding the need out there in the community not just for time but for money and so there were so many volunteers because the majority of people have time to give but don't necessarily have money and so we'd go to a charity and um, we uh, aligned ourselves with a with a charity that uh, looked after the homelessness center in Brisbane Australia and uh, we spent a day with the lady that um, heads up the philanthropy for that organization and she drove us around to the hostels and we met some of the the people that live there and the people who support them and um, you know just a thousand dollars can mean a huge huge impact into a project such as that um, they were raising um, $300 for for something when we were there and it's like $300 my goodness we could go back to our network and literally the following Thursday night raise that money so you know when you start to align yourself and start to serve more and meet the caliber of people who um, dedicate their life to those types of projects and you know she'd come over and have a cup of tea or lunch and tell me what she was involved in and you know literally I would just be bawling my eyes out because I couldn't handle uh, you know the density of what what it was that was her job description and she'd be quite calm and collected as she's telling me these stories of her life and I'd be like I'm so glad you do what you do and I can do what I do um, so you know don't ever think that you have to be on the on the hard face cold face of of those projects um, sometimes you just need a gateway a person who can come and communicate the need and then it can put a fire in your belly to start to think more creatively as a leader that you know how can I be intertwined in these projects how can I um, be on the lookout for more money more entrepreneurs more opportunity um, to link that person too and um, or how can I use my skills and ability I mean I just coached her for one year on on sales and relationship building and business and she was confident then to go out and mix with a whole different caliber of person um, and achieve ten times the results than what she was achieving 
um, and that was no skin off my nose to, uh, to tithe that time and donate. It was an absolute pleasure. And so how can you start to be thinking for yourself at what level you're playing at, what is your greatest contribution that you can leave? And, um, and so then we started looking into, there was a, a company that did a tithing idea based on per transaction. And so putting in your delivery and distribution model as a business, as a couple, that you're aligned with, you know, kids with cancer or leukemia fund or planting a tree or saving an elephant or um, whatever it is, RSPCA, Lifesavers, starting to recognise the fact that, um, that as a business you could start to align that. So yesterday in a, a seminar series that we were doing on purpose statements, there was a lady who was a mortgage broker and I was telling her that, you know, maybe for every home loan that, that they write, that they donate a, um, uh, to the homelessness centre a simple hygiene pack so that, you know, say for example somebody has, has come out of a, a volatile situation and they've literally packed the kids up and left, they go to this place and they're um, processed through the system in that, you know, they get on social security and they're advised where to stay for the night and, and, and all those types of things and then they're given these hygiene packs with you know toothbrush and toothpaste and some soap and some just some basic things to get them through the night and um, my mum was integral in um, getting a group of people to put these hygiene packs together so someone bought 12 tubes of toothpaste somebody bought you know 12 toothbrushes somebody bought 12 face washes and then you got together and you put these hygiene packs together it made a huge impact um, on the people who contributed but can you imagine the impact it would make if you were you know somewhere with with a child and you got one of these hygiene packs well this woman just sat up straight, had goosebumps, said, I've never told anybody that's my goal, that's my dream. You know, so you can be in the right place at the right time to connect the right people um, just by associating with more people and realising that it's not just about you. Okay, it's, it doesn't have to be just about you. This is, I think, where um, Kent stepped up his support even more upon realising what an impact that we could have in our lives to help others. And, uh, and literally it chokes us both up when we talk about it because it's such a passion of ours to be able to contribute more back to people, which is part of the reason these programs are just so, so cheap. It's like, you know, for $2 a day, if we can empower more people to empower themselves to be able to go out there and make a difference, well then for each program that's sold, we empower a young mum um, that's had a baby under the age of, of 25 and so they don't get caught in that, that homelessness cycle. And so align yourself with different projects, different people that um, give you the warm fuzzy feeling of, of what it is that you're wanting to achieve and then start associating with um, the doers on the planet. You know there's some people who are just the sayers and then there's the people who are the doers. And uh, if you can be a couple with integrity that say, right, this is what we want to do. Um, we just recently met up with a gentleman who um, is, uh, is called a significance officer and, uh, and he's running a huge charity organisation that's being set up and uh, through one of the networks, entrepreneurial networks we're a part of. And so both Kent and I went and had a, a discussion with him and said, right, we would like to donate, you know, five hours a week 
what's the best place that we can start how can we align you with you know the charity that we work with to get more money to them um, are we able to be the reporters to actually get get the news back to the network of of what projects we're working on and what we're achieving you know are you somebody who's willing to stand up and um, and start to you know move up that spectrum of 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 wealth to be able to contribute on a higher level by actually you know using a team of people around you that can get a greater synergy or greater results and so really leaving a legacy or planning for the future is uh, is definitely something that will be talked about you know so that that's something that um, you know when when I imagine or plan that final celebration that I have I can imagine the impact that I ha could leave or the imprint that I could leave on the planet for good and so you know it's having that end in mind with absolute crystal with crystal clarity and it's following your gut as well to say okay well at this stage we're not at a level where we can donate any money but our business could definitely donate some skills some raw materials some people power whatever it is and uh, and get your team engaged in that process as well and so one when you start doing that and and spreading that through your database and letting people know in your delivery and distribution what you're doing there is a natural byproduct that you will achieve more business is that the purpose of doing it I don't believe it is I I think there's always going to be you know a, a selfish underlying great feeling for contributing because I believe that in some way we're all kind of connected so if you help somebody else you can't help but get a great feeling yourself but there's nothing wrong with that don't not give because you don't want to get that good feeling because you think that it's selfish uh, go ahead and be selfish and help more people is my recommendation to you so what about a game plan for the future a game plan for success if you're going to truly be rich and not just look rich have you completed your timelines have you sat down as a couple and decided that with this wealth that you're going to create and the networks that you're going to have what impact would you like to contribute back on a grander scale and then what nights in the month are you going to be available to be able to book in some dinner parties or some lunches or or some association meetings with mentors or people that you know in your community that um, have the lifestyle that you desire and the results that you want and so I strongly recommend that this week you sit down and you you make that plan of action and as a couple you you get excited about the vision for the future and then straight away you take that into action mode so uh, have a wonderful week I can't wait to hear what your plan is please let us know we're trying to encourage as many enlightened millionaires as possible a hundred millionaires by 2015 and so um, we definitely want you to be on that on a board and sharing what it is that you're able to contribute on a grander scale so good luck and we'll talk again next week